Hi, welcome to A Dose of Knowledge. I'm your host, Megan. So let's get to it and find out what knowledge is in store for us today. An Aquarian Exposition, Three Days of Peace and Music. This is what the iconic event was advertised as. As decades pass, Woodstock becomes less of a music festival and more of a symbol of the hippie generation and everything they stood for. To this day, Woodstock remains one of the most profound events in music history. Last month, August of 2019, marked exactly 50 years since Woodstock took place. To give a little dose of knowledge and also to commemorate the event of a lifetime, let's dive into this episode. What do you know about Woodstock? Not a lot. I mean, it was about music and peace and love and harmony and um, I think a lot of people got to know each other very well, but um, that's how it was in those days. Everything was peace and love and your big group of hippies. Yeah. Yeah. Hippies. You sound like Bob Dylan. (laughs) That's exactly why he turned down an invitation to Woodstock. He apparently had a fear of hippies. Uh, I have a fear of hippies. It's just I don't. Oh, he definitely did. (laughs) I don't agree with um, their lifestyle. Most people don't. I think that's why they kind of came and went. Yeah. Because, yes, you should be able to live the way you want to live. You should be able to enjoy life the way you want to enjoy it, but... They took it a little to the extreme, and I understand not wanting rules in your life, but you have to have rules in your life. You have to have rules. They weren't really into rules. They were just into, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Just everything was cool and peace, and it it leads to... These were also children that grew up under war times, I believe. They were very, they grew up under the time of like the Vietnam War, very anti-war, yeah. very protest happy, mm-hmm. which is why a lot of people were surprised that Woodstock is, or was, as violent free. Mm. Like, no, no violence mm. took place. And no. that's what amazed people so much when all these kids got together. No, that violence was not on their mind, best I can understand. Well, the reports I read said it was mostly due to all the psychedelics they had taken, but... Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. I'm sure most of the people that were there don't even remember being there. Um, but... Yeah, that's quite possible. But, oddly enough, when it was started, I don't think that's what it was meant to be. Yeah, I agree. It was actually meant to earn these men that came up with the idea some money. And that's really the story that we're about to get into. So Woodstock was actually the idea of four men, and all of which were 27 or younger, but they had all had experience in the music industry, in the planning and festival industry. They all had a background. So it wasn't their first time, which kind of made it weird that it went so poorly because they were looking for an investment opportunity and the four men were John Roberts, Joel Rosenman, 
Artie Cornfield and Michael Lang. They all decided to host a music festival. Originally, Woodstock was supposed to be hosted at Howard Mills Industrial Park in Wallkill, New York. However, town officials there got spooked and backed out. <laughs> they didn't want a bunch of kids coming to their town to listen to music and whatever for three days. I understand that. But the more I read, too, I don't remember which one it was, but one of the four men also had kind of said, you know, this is an industrial park that doesn't really fit with the nature of mm-hmm. a music festival. So between the two, the idea was abandoned altogether. But the guys had nowhere to go. They had nowhere to hold this festival. So, depending on how you look at it, it could have been either a blessing or a curse for the festival and the venue that they were going that they were going to originally use but changed out of. I mean, it would definitely bring more attraction to that part of New York, but it also would have been the site of Woodstock and had everything that the venue they chose had to deal with afterwards. So, depends on how you look at it, but the notoriety would end up going to the venue used, not the venues that were almost used. The four men, they kept exploring all of these different venues and turning them down and Nothing was panning out, and a month shy of the event, a venue finally was chosen. 49-year-old dairy farmer Max Yasger was offered to rent the four men his part of his property, and it was in the White Lake area, and it's in a little town called Bethel, New York. A lot of people thought the town was called Woodstock, but it was not. It was called Bethel, New York. Did you know that Woodstock was actually free to get into, or at least it ended up being that way? I did not know that. So, the men's reasoning for actually putting together Woodstock was to make money for a recording studio. What followed was pretty much the misadventure of their lifetime. Rosamond is actually quoted while laughing, saying this about Woodstock. To call Woodstock a financial disaster would be putting it lightly. If you multiply all the mm-hmm. red ink with the cost of inflation over the years, it probably lost about $10 million. I can imagine as many people went to Woodstock and nobody paid. Yeah. I mean, and I made mean, a killing. <laughs> yeah. And they tried to have like food and stuff for these people and all the big like headliners. Wow. I mean, people at that time, Jimi Hendrix created Clearwater Revival. I mean, they're not going to do it for free. Yeah. So, you got to pay them, too. Mm-hmm. You paid for the land. Yep. Yeah. It sounds like nothing but cost. And it wasn't supposed to be that way. So, in the chaos leading up to the festival, promoters actually failed to employ enough ticket takers. Oh, Molly Anta. Yeah. So, on top of this little mishap, people began arriving a couple of days ahead of the concert start time. So, they would, like, come and camp out, like, it's supposed to start on the 15th. They would, like, come and camp out by, like, August 13th, which these were actually the smart guys. Yeah. And I will tell you why in a minute because, woo! And I actually, actually, I have images to prove why they were the smart ones. Yeah. But, um, so, on top of the ticket takers, people getting there early, at this point, fencing, gates, and ticket booths were not ready. Good Lord. 
According to Lang, one of the four men, he says, you do everything you can to get the gates and the fences finished, but you have your priorities. People are coming and you need to feed them, take care of them, and give them a show. So you have to prioritize. Makes sense, but that it's got to be paid for. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that yeah. prioritizing lost you a lot of dough. Yeah, definitely. But I want to say there were some tickets that were even like pre-sold, but then that would really piss me off if I paid for a ticket and you got it for free. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. But I mean, I guess if I had enough like acid and LSD, I'd be pretty <laughs> chill about it too. Yeah, I think there was enough drugs at um, Woodstock that they didn't know who paid for what. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, three days of drugs, music, and enjoying the company and... Nah, they probably didn't care who paid for what. Probably not. Or know that they paid for anything. Probably not, but they had a good time from what I hear. It depends on actually who you ask. They just can't remember. Some people complain a lot about the weather and the mucky. Because it rained. It was like infamous, like torrential downpours. Hmm. The entire time. So they were wet the entire time. So, yeah. It's a lot of who you ask as to how Woodstock was. Makes sense. So, like, we were talking about these performers that were coming up. They they had to be paid. So, while searching for a venue, the four men also had to secure musicians to play. And, you know, Woodstock was known for its pretty well-done lineup. Yeah. I mean, it had a lot of chart toppers, but it mm-hmm. also had a lot of local guys, too. Um, the first big name to sign up to play was actually Credence Clearwater Revival. Mm-hmm. And this was big for the festival because it provided Woodstock the credibility it needed to attract other well-known artists. Do you know how many total performers they had for the three days? Don't know. 30-something. <laughs> 32. <laughs> they had overall 32 performers. And like I said, both local and like world-famous talents were there. And they were set to perform at Woodstock. And the official lineup and how the days were set up by performers is all going to come up later. But right now, I actually want to talk about the real road to Woodstock. Although for all articles that are written about Woodstock, a lot of them talk about the massive amount of people who turned out. But very few talked about how they all got there. That's what I found pretty interesting. So, I finally found an article and did some reading on it. And it talked about 250,000 concert goers. But we end up knowing that the actual number is around 400 to 500,000. Good lord. Yeah. So, imagine this massive amount of people all heading in the same direction on the same roads to get to the same little rural area. So, I'm actually going to show you a picture. Actually, I think I have two of the traffic going to Woodstock. So, this is the first one. Good Lord. Oh, my gosh. You see how backed up that is? That is crazy. I've actually read some stories, but I couldn't remember where I read them because I read them so long ago. But this picture kind of validates it. That people, instead of trying to drive, 
people all the way in the back would eventually just get sick of sitting there, park their cars, mm-hmm. and walk miles to Woodstock. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I mean, you do that with a lot of sporting events. You They would walk a crazy amount of miles, yeah. though. Like, yeah. It's, it is. It's crazy trying to get through all that traffic. And, it is. And, I mean, this is massive, though. This is This is more than even sporting events and stuff. Of today and it's way more than that little area could handle yeah. especially at this point in time yeah i mean maybe now we would have something better to accommodate mm-hmm. getting there but at this point in time people are coming from literally everywhere yeah well i mean now the road system is so much better and the the there, there's different inlets to mm-hmm. one place even in rural areas yeah and that so, was the problem here. Yeah. It's even been noted that it was the largest traffic jam in the history of the Catskill Mountains. I can believe that. State police were forced to close exit 104 of the New York State Thruway because of the heavy traffic coming in. And it only got worse, though. So, coming from virtually, like we said, every state in America... Mm-hmm. Police reported that traffic stalled for 17 miles along Route 17B, and cars were being delayed as much as eight hours Mm. between New York and White Lake, which is only a distance of 98 miles. Good night. So, I mean, you go 60 miles an hour, you can get there in a little under an hour, or a little over an hour. Yeah. Depending on, you know, speed limits and stuff. So, that trip that could be around an hour, hour and a half, two hours, depending on speed limits was made eight hours because of traffic good lord that's just that's mind-blowing that that many people just flooded into one place Mm -hmm. and that is why when we talk about this and we move on to the next section in pretty much all articles they would head the section enter the masses amen so that's what we're going to talk about next is entering the masses. It's funny that, that many people went. They didn't know they didn't have to pay till they got there. I know. And, you know, obviously there were no hotels back then. There were no restaurants no. around there. There, You know. The lucky ones had their cars they could sleep in. Yeah. But, I mean, that's just crazy that you're just going into a field to hear music. Uh, seriously? I've done that. Yeah, but... You had a ticket. It was a. That's true. It was a concert. It was a, a normal concert. This That's true. was insanely massive. That's true. Okay. Point yeah, people still went to it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's. Now to us, it is iconic. It is history. And oh my God, if, if I could have just been there, that would have been so awesome. But in the time, in the moment, it's just, man, this is a cool concert. I really want to go. But if I got there and saw that, I'd say, yeah, there's nothing that cool, and I will catch it another time. I, you know, I would not have put myself mm-hmm. in that. Actually, it's estimated that, and I know it's going to come up later on, I just can't remember where, but it's estimated that a million people attempted to go to this concert, and about half a million actually made it. The rest <laughs> either just gave up. I can believe that. I'd have been one of the giver-uppers. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know. I think I might have, if I hadn't already gotten there, I might have given up. 
But if I was one of the ones that, like, left it day two or whatever, like, you know, if I'm there, I'm there. Yeah. I'm not, like, up and leaving in the middle of it. If I made, and if I made it through all this traffic and everything, I yeah. am going to stay. Yeah, I will give you that. I would stay, too. Yeah. I would not, I would not get back in that traffic. I would not fight my way back to wherever the heck I left my car. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'd stay right. Just go ahead and see it out. Especially, to, especially, like. Because leaving early, you're going to miss the performance of a lifetime. Yeah. Especially that last performance. They saved it for Jimi Hendrix. Like, mm. that was the last one, and you're going to miss that. Yeah. But, um, well. But that's the purpose of saving him to the last one. Yeah. Yeah. So, everybody yeah. stays. Yeah. Because you don't have people. Everybody's not like me. Like, I guess it's my OCD. I'm not going to leave. The score is 64 to 14, and you got two minutes in the fourth. Dummy still sits there and watches it. What are they going to do? Come back? Hey. But, you know, I mean, I'm still going to sit there because it's like, you know, i got to see it to the end. Yeah, I hate leaving stuff halfway through. Yeah. That movie I've seen four times. I know how it ends, but I'm still going to watch it different. to the end. I'm still going to watch it to the end. It's no, crazy. It's a little different. It's a little different for yeah. me. But, yeah, no. And actually, that's going to be talked about a little more later on as well, too. So the number of people expected was. 50,000. That's how much these people had planned for. That is how much these four men thought would show up to their festival. Wow. Yeah. By August 13th, two days before the festival was set to start, a crowd of at least 50,000 were camped out and waiting. 100,000 tickets were pre-sold. See, I told you it would come up somewhere. Pre-sold tickets. So they at least made a little bit. <laughs> But it is estimated that one million people tried to make their way to Woodstock, and eventually only about half a million reached the venue. See, I told you it would come up again, too. <laughs> we are just a little ahead of our time. So, obviously, they were unprepared. So You can't prepare for that. No. Like, God, do you know how, like, even if you just make sandwiches, <laughs> yeah. like, do you know how much bread and, like, mm -hmm. ham you're going to have to have? Yeah. You're going to have to have the whole pig. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, like, oh, my God. If you want cheese on your ham sandwich, you're going to have to have the whole cow. <laughs> like, no. <sighs> but, so, for this amount of people, food and water became scarce. In some mm -hmm. spots, the wait for water was about half an hour. Mm, wow. If you wanted to make a phone call... Your wait time was anywhere between 10 minutes to an hour. Depends. I guess it depends on who was playing at the time. Makes sense. If it was somebody everybody liked, you could probably make a phone call. <laughs> if it was somebody that was local and nobody really knew, you better move. <laughs> They're going to make a phone call. It's not like they had a whole lot of phones around. <laughs> I know. Especially out there in the field. I know. I also wonder, like, how far did they have to walk to this get to this phone? Like, where was it located? If I'm not mistaken, now I could be somebody could be laughing at me, but a lot of times they would be literally on the pole, the poles, the phone poles back then because there were landlines. Oh no no no! Yeah, it, it. Yeah, I can imagine it was not easy to make a phone call. Period. Not in a field. Well, you know what? You would have <laughs> just had to know if you didn't get a call from some kind of PD that found my lifeless body that I made it. <laughs> This is true. You'd be like, you know what? If you ain't if you ain't heard from me in like five days, you know I made it. I seriously doubt very many people are making phone calls, to be honest. 
it, I didn't think they would be either, but yet it was actually mentioned in the wait times and stuff. True. That's what, I guess maybe a few did, because there were some people that were there that were over 30. Wow, old folks. <laughs> no, because I'm halfway there. But, <laughs> I mean, compared to the crowd of kids. Yeah. You know? True. But the kids actually didn't seem to mind. No, they go with the flow. Exactly. They were, they were, they weren't bothered by the inconveniences. Mm -hmm. However, those that we mentioned that were over 30 who attended, they were said to be very grumpy about the inconveniences. They were (laughs) not happy with it. Regardless, the cheerful youth made the best of it. (laughs) But... I, I don't really know. It didn't really say how the other group fared. <laughs> so, with all these people, what are we going to do about things like security, sanitation, medical? Mm. Yeah, that's what they said, too. <laughs> I mean, medical, you would always try to have an ambulance nearby on standby. Is it going to get through the crowded road? No, normally, I mean, like, football games or whatever. Helicopters. You, when was was top What year? 69. <laughs> oh. Eh, maybe. Um, yeah. It wasn't common to have a medical helicopter back then. We'll get there. Okay. But, I mean, you um, just, just had to have them there, not at the station or whatever and they had to come they had to be there but with Woodstock it was backed up for so many miles you probably couldn't even if somebody's critical you couldn't drive them out just true that's very true keep that in mind as we keep going through this park right here a lot of young people there (laughs) 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 hopefully no major um, no major um, illnesses with young folk keep that in mind too (laughs) So, the lack of food, water, and sanitation was certainly an issue. Doctors, EMTs, and nurses manned Woodstock's medical tent. The event was very peaceful, though. The only wounds that they saw there were things like food poisoning from... I mean, you know, you're out in the field with food. And God knows how long ago you might have packed it if you brought your own. That's true. So, there's that. And a lot of foot wounds because it was very muddy and gunky and yucky and... (laughs) A lot of people didn't wear shoes, which I don't get. I personally don't like to get my stuff stuck in my feet. It hurts really bad. But, but going back to the term, you're, you're talking about hippies. True. They were sandal people. They were... That explains the foot wounds. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I can see that. They weren't proper footwear. They weren't tennis shoes that you could walk in. They weren't, you know... And and they weren't your rich folks. Some of their clothes were were tattered or whatever, and they didn't care. They just went with the flow. They might have holes in their shoes, you know. You know. True. <clears throat> Good point of view. However, there were two deaths and two births at Woodstock. Oh dang dog! <laughs> <laughs> the death. I mean, okay, I might handle that, but I won't be giving birth out there. <laughs> oh yeah, those stories coming up. Okay. So, 
while no one has actually come forward as being a Woodstock baby, the concert's medical director told media that there were two births, Mm. one at a local hospital after the mother was flown out by helicopter as it was the only way in or out because of the traffic jam. Okay. So that answers that question. They did have helicopters. Definitely. Yep. And the other baby was born in a car that was caught in the epic traffic jam outside the crowded venue. Mm. Kudos to you two women. Yeah, there's not words for that. Oh, I got a few. <laughs> mm. Just, yeah. Hmm. I might have to mark explicit content on this one if I think, if I say what I'm thinking about. Mole, mole. Yeah. Woo. <clears throat> so, we got the two births. Well, we replace it with the two deaths. So, the first death actually was not due to violence, which is what is really surprising out of a crowd of like 500,000 attendees. The first death was a drug overdose. Darn, that's a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> it was what's That's a shocker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sad, but true. Yeah. Sad, very sad. Still very sad, but true. The second, this is this is kind of shocking. There, it was to me when I first read it. It was more like, oh, my God. But the second death was a person who was sleeping in a sleeping bag under a tractor. Do mm. we see where the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Following me? Yeah. Sleeping in a sleeping bag under a tractor. The tractor driver was unaware he was there and accidentally oh. ran him over. Oh, oh, mm. okay. <laughs> yeah. But, mm. You know, like I said, luckily violence was non-existent because the original Woodstock was known for its peace and good times. So the deaths weren't like these acts of violence or aggression. Yeah. It was just I simply took too much dope and I kind of was a dope and slept under a tractor. <laughs> Well, I mean, if it was raining so much, I guess he figured the tractor's probably not going to move in this crowd, so I'm going to sleep under it. But, surprise. I mean, at least put stuff like, around, I don't know, like hang your feet out? Like I said, I mean, I guess he's figuring, who's going to be plowing in this field, so I'll be fine. But, I mean, I I don't know. I would have had to done something. I guess it was a very smart move, and, you know, rest in peace and all that. Sorry for, like, yeah, down in your death. But, yeah, a smart move would... Very bad consequences. Yeah, we're going to leave it at that. Then we head on to security. Security was limited because for some reason, and I couldn't find out why, but off-duty police officers were banned. I, I don't know. I don't know if they didn't want to take part in the sex, drugs, and rock and roll, or if... Who were they banned by? I couldn't find that out. Huh. Okay. I, I mean, I assumed it was the police department. I don't know. Or maybe because they figure they needed off-duty officers. They might have to call them in for everything as backup with all the traffic jams and everything else going on outside of the venue. Yeah. So, I don't really know why, but they weren't allowed. But it was estimated that there was a a dozen no more than a dozen though maybe a little less mm-hmm. a dozen at most police officers there well that ought to be enough for five thousand 
oddly enough, it was. <laughs> and I couldn't remember where I found it, so I couldn't, like, actually do the full quote. But it was even said that concert goers would help police get their cars out when their cars would get stuck in the mud. Yeah, that makes sense. But, I mean, like, they weren't hostile toward them. Right. They were... They I mean, you know, they weren't like, do you want to come sit over mm-hmm. here and do some dope with me? No, but they mm-hmm. weren't like. There was a respect for yes. police officers that does not exist now. No respect exists now. No. When that's why they tried it so many times to recreate Woodstock and you won't ever do it. I think because the recreators tend to want more of the drugs and sex. And it's like, no, that's not what it was a totally. That, that was a, that was a, uh, uh consequence of the time exactly it wasn't that wow that's what it was set out for it was set out for peace and music yeah putting aside your differences for a day and yeah well three days and yeah just enjoying enjoying music music that we all like Um, finding a common ground yeah and people had respect for each other had respect for the 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 officials and stuff like that back then Mm -hmm. That just doesn't exist, and it, and it hasn't existed in a long, long time. It's just gotten a lot worse, but mm-hmm. um, it's not like, well, up to about two years ago, they really listened to cops. They didn't. Probably, no. probably an 80s era. Yeah, yeah. Late it, um, 70s, sometime yeah. the 80s, it just started declining. Basically, after Woodstock, it started declining. Woodstock was like the end of an era. Yeah. I don't know. Some people just don't have the respect they should for... Officials. Officials, authority, and it it shows. And it was it was it was oddly clear to the officials there that these kids, although they were like happily doped out on psychedelics, they were happy to yeah. help their help them get their cars out of the mud. They mm-hmm. were happy to you know, like I I saw a picture a while back and it was like a girl handing an officer like a flower at the festival. One way, one way they got their name, Flower Children. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, yeah they, it was a crowd full of beatniks and hippies and flower children and whatever, but mm-hmm. they were nice and respectful. Yeah. They had something about them that we don't have mm-hmm. anymore. No, that's died in our society. Um, I don't know. It's just, you bump somebody in a Walmart with your cart, and it can turn into a full-blown shooting match i mean it's crazy i mean people carrying guns everywhere they go it's crazy come on people and never once has it been mentioned that a weapon was at woodstock like probably not because a lot of those people were the people that were against the wars and against killing and this Mm -hmm. that and the other and they 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 wouldn't have that stuff they wouldn't have guns they wouldn't have violence you know, instead of us fighting our fighting our issue out, we would talk it out. We would find a mutual ground. And, I mean, like, you keep calling them kids. Even the kids, the 20s, the 18s, the whatevers, they didn't resort immediately to violence, immediately to fighting. They resorted more to, we, we need to work life out. Mm-hmm. I mean, the common sense. Well, that's why the people of that era are still married. Yeah. But that's a whole other topic. Yeah, it is. 
But speaking of the ages, I want to say they, I mean, I've even seen a very iconic picture of a little girl dancing. It was all like people would bring their children. Yeah. Um, they were like 15, 16 year olds. Mm -hmm. That's why they get referred to as kids. Although it is in generally the 20s, 18s, that Mm -hmm. area. Mm -hmm. There were some of the more rebellious younger ones that ran off the Woodstock. Oh, yeah. But it was definitely one of a kind. I mean, despite all the inconveniences, nobody got mad. Nobody had a meltdown. It was still peaceful. Well, as society says it nowadays, they had a lot of happy pills at Woodstock. <laughs> so people got along pretty good. Man, they need to start dishing them out again. <laughs> yeah. What, some folks. Whatever they had. Uh, apparently theirs yeah. were better than what we have. Yeah. yeah. Now, back then, I think it was kind of like, like um, Coke had cocaine in it. Yeah, a lot of theirs had some really good stuff. Wasn't nothing watered down back in those days. Apparently, ours is too watered down because people get too violent with that stuff. Everybody, it's so many people in our society are entitled. You're not entitled to my spot. Just because you're going to 56 and I want to go 55, that does not entitle you to knock me off the road and take my spot. Yeah, nowadays it does. Mm-hmm. It, it It's crazy, the, the road rage, the... Walking down the mall and getting people getting pissy with each it other. It seems like nobody knows their place anymore. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And nobody has respect for the other person. That was the thing about back in those days is you helped each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was raised back in those days. I was born in 64. And you didn't hesitate if you saw somebody drop something, if somebody fell, or you didn't hesitate. You didn't think about, I think I'm going to, they're okay, I'm going to leave them alone. You didn't do that. You go to them, can I help you? Are you okay? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, sure, I'm fine. And that was the end of it. Nowadays, it's like, I think I'm just going to leave that alone because they're probably going to turn around and shoot me. Yeah. And it's sad. You don't. Well, that's a lot of it, too. Like, you said, like you said, driving down the road, your daddy would pick people up all the time. And nowadays, this was the era before all the massive. Yeah. Hitchhiker killings and things like that, yeah. where it was okay. Mm-hmm. Those people that we looked at in the pictures, they they were hitchhiking on the back of somebody's car riding to Woodstock. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it wasn't unheard of to just like, oh mm-hmm. hey yeah, we're going to the same place. Jump in, man. We got some seats. Exactly. And it and it's because we weren't taught to fear each other then. Yeah, we've the- been so conditioned by everything. That we've seen and been through with all of these killings and all mm-hmm. of these so- social issues mm-hmm. to be afraid of one another and not yeah. want to reach out and help. This is true. Um, it, I don't know. You don't. You avoid now. Mm-hmm. It's sad. It's sad because we don't help each other like we should. Woodstock is definitely a time that was... Gone with the wind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Regardless of all the unexpected extra festival attendees and the food and the water and the weather situation, 
the lineup was still perfect. The show began with Richie Havens, and it actually wasn't supposed to. This, uh, the opener was supposed to be Sweetwater, but Sweetwater was caught in traffic. And Havens was there, so he was asked to be the opener. And finally, he was allowed off stage once a U.S. Army helicopter chartered by the organizers arrived with additional performers. Because they had no other way to get these guys in. That's crazy. It really is. So, Havens ended up being followed up by Yoga, yoga Guru. You're going to have to do it. The Sri Swai Sachidanika? No. Sachidanika. Sach- 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 now you got me missed. Sachidanada. Sorry, guys. Google it. <laughs> Other day one performers were Burt Summer. Sweetwater, finally. Melanie, Tim Harden, Ravi Shanker, Arlo Gunthery, and lastly, Joan Bays, who famously played the end of her set in a torrential downpour. Wow. Day one actually ended up wrapping around 2 a.m. on August 16th, 1969. That's crazy. Really is. Day two officially began around 12.15 p.m. the next day. Good Lord. So, apparently, everybody slept in. Slightly. But, I mean, if your show got over at 2 a.m., ain't nobody going to wake up for an early concert. (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying. The lineup for day two was Quill, followed by Country Joe McDonald, John Sebastian, Keith Hartley Band, Santana, the Incredible String Band, Canned Heat, Mountain, The Grateful Dead, Credence Clearwater Revival, Janis Joplin, Sly and the Family Stone, and The Who. And ending day two was Jefferson Airplane. Their wow. set <laughs> Their set ended around 9.45 a.m. on Sunday, August 17th. Now, aren't they the ones that changed it to REO Speedwagon and then another name? I'm not sure. They evolved as, I guess you would say, um, oh, I guess technology evolved. I'm not sure, actually. Yeah. That's a good question. I, mean, I know there was one band that, that, that did that. Um, we might actually have to, I might, I might have to do a podcast on that because that's really good information yeah. that I did not know. Yep. It was, it was one band that, um, I had to be REO Speedwagon, but I might be wrong. Jefferson, Star, Jefferson Starship, I mean. Um, Wasn't that Star Wars? No. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, there there was that one band that, because then it turned into no an REO Speedwagon either. Aerospace. I can't remember. Aerosmith. Nope. Yeah, check that one out. Yeah, we're gonna have to look that one up. If anybody knows, feel free to drop me a line and let me know so I can actually look it up a little easier. Yeah, would definitely appreciate that. But um, day two's lineup was actually pretty awesome. If I had to pick a day to be there, so far, I would say day two. Like, if I could only be there one day, even though, I don't know. Even though I tried to be there for two, all three days? Yeah. But, I mean, at least you get a lot of big names this day. You get, like, The Grateful Dead, Santana, Janis Joplin, Creedence Clearwater Revival, The Who, Jefferson Airplane. Like, you still get a lot of really well-known people on that day. Definitely. So, I, I definitely think day two has been the best so far. 
so finally we're at day three. Day three began around 2 p.m. <laughs> I love we're each, getting tired as it yes. goes on. That's, I love how each each day begins later and later. <laughs> so day three began with Joe Cocker. And the remaining lineup included Country Joe and the Fish, Ten Years After, The Band, Johnny Winter, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, uh-huh. Paul Butterfield Blues Band, Shanana. Shanana, yeah. Shanana. I like them. They were good. And Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. The most legendary one there. Yeah. So, Hendrix was actually the last to play, and the ever-famous downpours that plagued the festival prevented him from taking the stage until early Monday morning on August 18th, when the festival itself was scheduled to end Sunday the 17th. Mm-hmm. So, by then, the crowds had thinned to just 25,000. Not me. But, hey, man, if I admit, like like we were talking about in the beginning of this mm-hmm. thing, if I made it that far, I knew mm-hmm. Jimi Hendrix was going to be there, yep. he hadn't played yet, my butt would have sat. Yeah, because I'm sorry, and I'm not being judgmental. Most of these people, like I said, they were hippies. They were young. They were whatever. They didn't have a job to get paid to anyway. They need to stay for that concert. And I feel like most bosses, if, if you'd call them like, yo, Jimmy's going to be a day late. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> yeah, like they, I feel like. Um, Back in pin- those days, no, they wouldn't have cared. Yeah. That yeah. that era was a work era. I mean, it just, it, it. I don't know. We we were raised that you work. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have bronchitis? Okay, you take your medicine. Come on into work. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you have a car wreck? You get you a band aid and come on into work, baby. I, you didn't. You didn't. You sh- if you weren't dead, you didn't call out to work. You could hey. take a vacation because that was scheduled, it was planned, and you were allowed that by the company. So yeah, a lot of folks would have fired you for not coming to stay to see Jimmy. I, I don't know. I'm I'm just gonna bet that how they just took off. Some people on like a cross country road trip. Yeah. Probably didn't. Most of them probably didn't have jobs. That's what I'm thinking too. But then how did they fund gas? I don't. We know. hitchhike. We. I don't know. They did. They did. They did things. You know. They you, so, they survived. They found you've ways. Heard the to, saying, um, "I can't pay for my my um my dinner out." Oh God, I don't have any money. Can I go back and wash dishes? I almost wonder if there was a time when you could literally go in the back and wash dishes to pay for your food to kind of like help out in the kitchen or whatever. I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, but it, you wonder about these people. Did you know dang well they didn't have a job? Yeah. How do they do these things? Something had to. Something had to spark that. Yeah. Phrase. Yeah. But you know. Anyways, I would have stayed to see Jimmy. <laughs> So we've talked about the people that actually played at Woodstock. Did you know that there were a lot of bands and talents that were asked to show up that turned down the invitation? Interesting. I can understand why, but I can also understand why you would take it as a big concert advertisement thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But there were there were musicians who decided not to play, and they were Simon and Garfunkel, Led Zeppelin, <laughs> Bob Dylan, as we mentioned earlier, The Birds, The Moody Blues, The Doors, Roy Rogers, John Lennon. Roy Rogers. He was invited. 
Don't look at me. Seriously. This happened like 25, 26 years after I was, or before I was born. Tell me about it. I just did my research. <laughs> I can't even blanch. He was invited. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, Roy Ross. Roy Rogers was invited. His horse. He was a cowboy dude. Oh. Maybe they were trying to open the door to some country folk. Country as you could get. Well, I don't know their life. (laughs) So, behind Roy Rogers, also turning down invitations were John Lennon, Chicago Transit Authority, and the Rolling Stones. Okay. I wonder if they wished that they would not have turned it down there. Hmm. It's a 50-50. And you were in a mess. Um, Woodstock has good... It depends on how you view Woodstock. Exactly. But there was actually... So they tried to do like a West Coast version of mm-hmm. Woodstock. And I'm probably going to talk more on that later but just throwing it out there some of these bands like the rolling stones got a chance and they thought this western version of woodstock Mm -hmm. would be their chance and it was like all altmont speedway Hmm. that's where it was held and it was the exact opposite Hmm. it was very violent and everything woodstock wasn't but so i'm guessing that because of because of like the Rolling Stones taking that and other bands, a lot of more big name headers turned out to that one. I'm guessing a lot of people realized what they had missed out on. Yeah. Now is that one is that the one I'm mixing up with Woodstock? No. So no. they actually did try fun fact, they actually did try to recreate Woodstock mm-hmm. in nineteen ninety nine mm-hmm. and it did not go over well. Woodstock in 99 was full of violence and sexual assaults and all kind of things like that. It was, again, the exact opposite of the original Mm -hmm. Woodstock. Okay. The one that I'm talking about on the West Coast was actually, it was more violent. Like, there were deaths, there were killings. It was Mm. guarded by the Hells Angels. That would be interesting. I bet. But, you know, I get, to me, that kind of gives me an answer that some of these bands did regret it. Yeah. So, I don't know. But that's what I would think based on the fact that they took the second opportunity, hoping it would be as good as the first. Normally, it's not. No. And it's something that peaceful, that iconic, you just can't recreate. Yeah. It's a a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Very true. Very true. Woodstock officially ended August 18th with Jimi Hendrix's performance, and as soon as he left the stage, Woodstock was over. Leaving Woodstock, though, was no easier feat than getting there. I don't believe that. (laughs) Roads and highways once again became crowded as people tried to leave. And even at that point, get back to where they parked their car in the middle of the road. Um... So, that's what all of the concert goers were experiencing at this point in time. So, for the farm owner, um, Max Yasger, and 
the four men who brought Woodstock to the world. They were in for several days of cleanup. Yeah. 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 The cleanup was so massive, it required bulldozers, several tens of thousands of dollars, and a span of a few days. No, that's not surprising. No, I mean, uh, God, I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. But when we remember Woodstock, no one thinks of the mess, the traffic, or any of these things. And Max Yasger summed it up pretty well, the event and how it's forever remembered in the words that he said to the crowd on day three. He told them, you've proven something to the world. The important thing that you've proven to the world is that half a million kids, and I can call you kids because I have children who are older than you are, a half a million young people can get together and have three days of fun and music and have nothing but fun and music, and God bless you for it. Hmm. And it's true. I mean, there was not a report of violence. There was nothing but just relaxed time having fun and music and honestly that will never happen again no no. that that is a time that that Woodstock forever keeps in its little time capsule yeah it's it's an era that is summed up in three days Mm -hmm. and it's an era that we're never gonna see again no no which is why I think we remember it like we do yeah so, here's to 50 years of Woodstock. May we wish that times were simpler and music was better. Mm-hmm. That's some good music. It was. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of A Dose of Knowledge. I'm your host, Megan, and... I invite you guys to reach out if you have a topic that you would like me to research or see if I already know anything about and can do a show on. Please feel free to hit me up on my personal Instagram at Megan Noel. That's M-E-G-A-N-N-O-E-L underscore fit F-I-T or the show's Instagram at a dose of knowledge. Either one of those are going to be great ways to get a hold of me. And I also hold a lot of polls on my personal Instagram as to what topic I'm going to talk about next based on what people don't know about. If they know more about one topic or another, that's how I choose generally. So follow me on there, check out my stories and take part in choosing the next podcast topic. Thank you guys so much. And please don't forget to subscribe and leave an amazing review because that's what helps me be able to do more of these for you. Thank you for listening and I cannot wait for the next show.